0: If you love all things gardening, why not join us at our Spring Fair from the 3rd to the 5th of May at Bewley in Hampshire. You'll find everything you need to kickstart the season. Find out more at bbcgardenersworldfair.com. See you there! Hello, and welcome to Tales from Titchmarsh, a wry look at life over the garden fence with me, Alan Titchmarsh. This time, what to give the gardener in your life. My family have stopped giving me things for the garden as Christmas presents. Not unreasonably, as they assume that after more than fifty years of gardening, I have everything I could possibly need. Up to a point, this is true. I've no need of decorated tin boxes in which to keep my plant labels. They're sticking up out of a small clay flowerpot on the potting bench. I do not need a new spade, since the one bequeathed to me by my father, and ultimately my grandfather, is still doing sterling service. And I prefer to use old tools rather than new ones. The handles and blades have been worn to a silken smoothness over years of toil. Even if, in the case of the aforementioned spade, my father used it for mixing concrete rather than planting trees. Mind you, I admit to having another newer one that I use on intractable earth since the prospect of snapping the shaft on Grandad's model is more than I can bear. I don't need funny little widgets that look as though they'd be useful for taking stones out of horses' hooves, nor file indexes for my seed packets... These are slotted into a seed tray that sits next to the pot that holds the labels on the potting bench. What I could do with is a new maximum-minimum thermometer to hang outside the back door, but I'm rather picky about such gadgets, and I don't want to risk being presented with one that's either difficult to read or looks like something from Star Wars.' So, if you find yourself in the position of wanting to buy your nearest and dearest gardener something they will really appreciate, what can I recommend? The easy solution is a National Garden Gift Voucher, so that they can get whatever they like at the local emporium, be it a tiny wooden crate of seven different kinds of pickle or a sack of fertiliser. Yes, I admit this option can be seen as a bit of a cop-out, but surely it's a far better choice than that mug you saw bearing the legend Undergardener, which comes with all kinds of connotations. Fastidious soulmates can buy their paramour a welly-washer. Don't sneer. It's a sort of sturdy plastic box with a large handle that's gripped while each welly-booted foot is inserted through bristles that sit on either side of an aperture in the top of the box. A hosepipe is connected to the box and, with the water running, each foot is rubbed up and down and side to side against an arrangement of brushes inside the box. A minute or so later the welly is withdrawn and will astonish you with its pristine condition. Yes, I know you could just leave your dirty wellies outside and let the rain do the rest, but that way you get wet feet the next time you wear them. And I did say that this piece of kit was for the fastidious. That includes me. I have one, and it's fantastic. Time was when a Harley Davidson would have appealed. Now, it's a welly washer. Oh, that it should come to this. But if you think that such a piece of kit is the acme of perfection, then you haven't encountered the waxed cotton kneeling mat, bliss, or the rubber-toothed rake. You know when you're raking leaves off a gravel path or drive with a wire-toothed rake, and half of them seem to escape or get tangled in the prongs, or take up too much gravel along with the rotting material? Well... A rake with curved rubber teeth that look like the fingers of a particularly delicate little monkey will put an end to all those frustrations, for the gravel is left behind, and the whole feel of the thing when you're using it is so much more satisfying than the usual spring timed model. Honestly, try it, I'll be surprised if you don't agree sharp secateurs one can never have enough of or lightweight shears that are such a pleasure to use on topiary, and less likely to a. annoy the neighbours with noise, b. spread box blight or c. result in a decapitated peacock than the powered versions. So take your pick, but whatever you do, don't buy socks. No, not even the thick ones that are lovely for those newly washed wellies. They smack of desperation. Happy Christmas.